Are you an E, an S, a B, or an I? Don't know? Well, stay tuned because today we're diving in to Robert Kiyosaki's The Cash Flow Quadrant. Welcome to the Mastering Real Estate Podcast. This podcast is for real estate investors and professionals looking to take their real estate game to the next level. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books and break down the main lessons that you can apply to your life and business. Then on Thursdays, I review the lessons I have learned from flipping over 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor since 2018. Stay tuned each week so that we can all become masters of real estate together. Okay, let's get into it. This week, we are reviewing Robert Kiyosaki's second best-selling book, The Cash Flow Quadrant. And many people feel that this book is the natural next step after reading his first bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which we covered last week. And in Kiyosaki's own words, he says, this book is about strengthening your thoughts so that you can take action that will enable you to become financially free. Real quick, before we get into the book, let's talk a little bit about the author. Robert Kiyosaki is an American businessman and author. He is the founder of Rich Global LLC and the Rich Dad Company, which is a private financial education company that provides personal finance and business education to people through books and videos. He was born in Hawaii in 1947 and graduated from high school in 1965, and he did not attend college. He started several businesses, grew a large real estate portfolio, authored over 26 books, and has a net worth of over $100 million. However, in 2012, Kiyosaki's company, Rich Global LLC, filed for bankruptcy and was ordered to pay nearly $24 million to the learning annex. Additionally, two documentaries have come out that expose some of the shady techniques used in some of his seminars. So Robert Kiyosaki is a little bit of a controversial figure, but after we go over today's book, I'll let you be the judge of whether you think he has valuable insights or whether you think he's full of shit. Here is a quick summary of the cash flow quadrant. So according to Kiyosaki, there are four distinct ways of earning money. Number one is as an employee or an E. Number two is as a self-employed or small business owner or an S. Number three is owning a big business or being a B. And number four is investing or being an I. So he puts these four methods into a quad chart with E and S on the left and B and I on the right. And he calls this chart the cash flow quadrant and refers to it frequently throughout the book. Um, although there's no right way to live your life, if you want to attain financial freedom, Kiyosaki says that it's best to move into big business ownership and investing. And even if you don't want to become a big business owner, investing is still vital because it provides you with passive income um, and helps you build long-term wealth. Because money is so vital, it's often an emotional subject, but as soon as we're able to look at financial risks objectively, we're able to better take control of our lives. 
And the book is broken down into three parts. So in part one, Kiyosaki defines the specifics of the cash flow quadrant and some of the characteristics of the ESB and I's. In part two, he talks about developing the mindset and attitude necessary to become a B or an I. And then part three, he outlines seven steps to the financial fast track to becoming a B or an I. While there are valuable insights throughout the whole book, I thought that part three was the most actionable. And especially if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably more interested in becoming a big business owner or investing. So that's where we're going to spend a little bit more time diving into the details. So in part three, Kiyosaki discusses the seven steps to cross from the left side of the cash flow quadrant or the E and S, the employee and self-employed sections into the right side of the cash flow quadrant, which are the big business owner and investing side. So let's just go through each of the seven steps. So number one, he calls minding your business. And basically in this section, he talks about um, taking accountability of your own financial state. So he recommends that everyone complete what's called a personal financial statement, which is kind of an overview of all of your assets and liabilities and your cash flow to get a really clear understanding of where you currently are financially. And then after you've done that, you want to set really clear financial goals for yourself and your family. Um, for example, if you have a certain retirement number or goal, if you have a monthly cash flow goal, you want to write all those goals down. So number one, minding your business. Number two is take control of your cash flow. So there's really two parts to this, which is the first one is minimizing your spending, debt, and liabilities. So he talks about the importance of living within your means, not running up high interest debt um, on credit cards, um, having a plan to pay down your high interest debt and minimizing um, your liabilities in general. And then he says it's really important to pay yourself first. So whenever you receive a paycheck, you need to put aside a percentage of that paycheck into an investment savings account or some sort of higher interest rate savings account, maybe like a money market account. And then you do not touch that account. So that's what taking control of your cash flow involves. Step three is knowing the difference between risk and risky. So he goes into a lot of detail about this subject throughout the whole book, but basically it's coming, it comes down to um, knowing how to take kind of smart risks um, to be an investor or a business owner and uh, avoid being risky. So really the key point here is that you need to increase your financial literacy and financial intelligence so that you know the difference between accepting risk, like a, an acceptable amount of risk to be able to invest and invest in your future and just blindly being risky. And here's like some examples of what he talks about. So he thinks that, you know, just handing your money over to a wealth manager, um, which is what a lot of people do because you're busy, right? You, you know, most of us have full-time professions and 
it takes some time and effort to become a diligent investor. So a lot of people have wealth managers, you just hand your money over. But he says that's risky because, you know, someone else handling your money, you really don't know what they're doing. Um, a lot of times they don't have, you know, the greatest track record. Certainly most don't have a better track record than just, you know, your standard mutual fund. Um, so to him, that's risky. And you know, what's more risky than that actually is just not investing at all because there's this perception that, you know, the stock market or other investment vehicles are risky. But he says that that is actually, you know, not true. And the most risky thing is to just, you know, work for a paycheck, depend on, um, a job when the world is constantly changing, you never really know what's going to happen. And a lot of these kind of older investment vehicles like the 401k or things like social security that we've kind of think are going to last forever are probably not going to last forever. They are not without risk. So that in his mind is, is risky. And that goes against kind of some, uh, more common knowledge of, of what's risky. So what he really recommends is building your financial intelligence so that you can take acceptable risks. You can kind of learn about, you know, certain specific asset classes and invest your money wisely, taking on an acceptable amount of risk and not just being risky with your money. So hopefully that clarified that. Okay. Step number four is decide what kind of investor you want to be. So he taught, he says that there are three types of investors. Um, first investor is the investor who seeks problems. The second one is investors who seeks answers. And the third is an investor who seeks an expert to tell them what to do. Um, so the best part, the he says that the best type of investor is the investor who seeks problems. And basically what he's getting at here is this type of person is the person who's going to solve a problem. So start a business or something to solve a problem. And that's ultimately going to probably be an investment that's going to generate uh, bigger returns and more likely to generate long-term wealth. The second type of investor, the investor who seeks answers, this is the type of person who um, seeks advice. Uh, maybe you're you're, you know, you seek a tax advisor or attorneys or stockbrokers, real estate agents, industry professionals, you seek advice or answers and take that advice and invest your money accordingly. And then you have the third type, the investors who want an expert to tell them what to do. This is more of the type of person that might just be wanting to hand their money over to a wealth manager or something like that. Um, because maybe they don't feel like they have the time or the uh, bandwidth to do it themselves. So he says that you can be one of these three types of investors and you just need to decide which one you're going to be. Um, and he said there are merit. He really thinks there are merits to A or B. Um, he, <laughs> I don't think he would recommend too many people falling into the third category of just handing your money over. Um, but yeah. You, he said you can choose path A or B, and depending on what type of investor you want to be, that's going to determine some of your follow-on steps. Step number five is to seek mentors. So he says it's really important to find someone who's already done 
what you want to do. Um, don't just find, uh, you know, one of these internet gurus out there. There's a lot of them. Um, find someone who's actually done what you want to do and seek to become their mentee. Shadow them, uh, take their advice, uh, maybe work for them for free so that you can learn from someone who's actually gone down the path you want to go down and um, help build success that way. Step number six is make disappointment your strength. It's basically here he's saying that mistakes are critical to learning and growth. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't be afraid of feeling disappointment. This is all part of the learning process and it's really critical to building long-term success and wealth. And finally, step number seven is the power of faith. It's really important to believe in yourself and start today. He talks about kind of the importance of the thoughts and the words that we tell ourselves. So if you have a constant inner monologue that's negative on yourself or doubting yourself, that has a way of creeping in and affecting your reality. So he said it's he says it's important to have a strong positive mindset and believe in yourself and not give up. Even when things get hard, it's inevitable that things are going to get hard. Um, but don't let that kind of negative thoughts or negative self-talk dominate your mind space um, because that can have actual negative impacts on your success. So believe in yourself and take action because you can do it. So that's a quick summary of the seven steps to becoming a business owner or an investor. I think this is probably maybe the most important actionable section of the book. Okay, if I had to boil the whole book down to one sentence, it would be this quote from the book. If you want to be rich, simply spend your life buying or building assets. If you want to be poor or middle class, spend your life buying liabilities. Now let's get into some of the things that I like about this book. So this book really hammers home why you need to invest and it really motivates you to get going. It offers both general knowledge and motivation combined with practical steps to become a business owner and investor. And I remember that when I first read this book years ago, I know that it motivated me to start my own real estate investment firm and get over into the B and I quadrants ASAP. Um, I've been in all of the quadrants. I was an employee when I was in the military for 10 years. Um, and then when I first started my business, I was self-employed. And now I've been, over time, moving into the B&I quadrants, like building my business larger. And I have a real estate investment firm. So I've been, you know, <laughs> really working on being primarily in the B in I quadrants. And I know that this book definitely had a big impact on me. And I know that it's had an, a similar impact on other investors. And I also should add that having been in the B and I quadrants for a few years now, I really found a lot of what Robert Kiyosaki says throughout the book to be true on a personal level. So I think overall, um, he shares a lot of good insight and the book is very motivating to start investing and building long-term wealth. Overall, I like this book. 
However, there are a couple things that I don't love. So having been a business owner for the past several years, I have a little bit of trouble believing that this is the path for everyone. Granted, Kiyosaki doesn't say that everyone should become a B or a business owner, but I think that it might be easy to come away from this book without a proper appreciation for just how difficult that road is. I think that maybe instead of focusing so much on the BNI quadrants, it might be nice to offer a little more guidance for people who want to stay primarily as E's and S's or employees or small business owners and who just want to start investing in a more conservative manner. And he does touch on this, but I think it would be nice to maybe offer a little bit more guidance because I think the reality is that not that many people are going to build big businesses. Um, a lot more people are going to be employees who want to start investing on the side. And another small thing, I'm personally not a huge fan of network marketing or MLMs, but it's clear from this book that Robert Kiyosaki obviously is a big fan of network marketing and MLMs. Um, so maybe that's just a personal prejudice. I just feel like a lot of those things are scams and most people don't really make any money, but he likes them and advocates for them. I think it's a little, I don't know, a little weird, but he likes them. So that's just something that I, I wouldn't personally advise or love, but he likes it. Okay, here are four actionable lessons from the book that we can all apply to our lives and businesses today. The first lesson is complete a personal financial statement and set financial goals. So in the show notes, I'll link a template for a personal financial statement, but I think this is a great place to start to get a really clear picture of where you are financially by filling out the personal financial statement and then from there setting clear goals for your finances, you know, what you want your monthly cash flow number to be, um, your retirement savings goals, things like that. Second lesson that we can apply is to minimize spending, debt, and liabilities, and pay yourself first. So this just comes down to living within your financial means and making sure that you're setting aside a portion of your paycheck every month to put in an investment savings account so that you're setting yourself up for long-term financial success and wealth. The third lesson that we can all apply is to decide what type of investor we want to be. Do you want to be an A, an investor who seeks problems, a B, an investor who seeks answers, or C, an investor who seeks experts to tell them what to do? And just a quick recap of this, investors who seek problems are people who then want to design systems and businesses to solve those problems and um, overall invest in themselves and building a business or a system. The B investors who are seeking answers, these are the type of people that would seek out um, industry professionals and seek professional guidance and advice from people like um, lawyers, bankers, attorneys, tax advisors, and aggregate all of that advice and use it to invest accordingly. 
the C type investor is the person who is going to most likely want to turn their money over to a, uh, financial advisor or wealth manager to invest for them. So um, whatever you decide, I think it's just important to decide this is the type of investor I'm going to be. And then that leads into step four or lesson four, which is to begin investing today. So after you decide what type of investor you want to be, then it's just a matter of getting started. So choosing an asset class or type of investment and um, ideally finding a mentor who's gone down that road and is an expert in that type of investing and start today. Even if it's just a small step of um, maybe reaching out, trying to find a mentor or starting to research how, you know, how you're going to invest or maybe automate some of your investments, just take a step towards beginning investing today. So those are four lessons and action steps that we can all take away from this book and apply to our lives that will probably help set us up for long-term wealth and success in the future. So who should read this book? Really, I think that most people should read this book. I think that almost anyone could gain a lot of value and insight from reading this book, but there are two groups of people that would particularly benefit from reading this book, and those are aspiring investors and aspiring business owners. The book is really tailored to teaching people how to become investors and business owners. So if you are one of those two people, I think that this book is would be very valuable for you. And especially if you're towards the beginning of your journey, also this would be great for you. Um, and I think that this quote from the book is, it really sums it up nicely. Robert Kiyosaki says, this book is written for people who are ready to change quadrants, especially for individuals who are currently in the ENS categories and are contemplating moving to the B or I category. So I completely agree after reading this book. I think that if you are wanting to make a change and become an investor, become a business owner, this book is for you. This leads me to my overall rating of the book. So overall, I would rate this book an 8 out of 10. Um, overall, I think it's a good book. It's a quick and easy read. It's easy to understand. It's, it's actionable and it's motivational. Um, I think a lot of times investing books can seem boring and overwhelming, but this one was neither of those things. I think that the way that Kiyosaki breaks down the four main ways to make money into the four quadrants is um, clever and makes it really simple and easy to understand. He provides lots of actionable advice in this book. So it's not just general knowledge, theories, or motivation. There's you know specific steps that you can take to make the move over into the B&I quadrants. And overall, it is it is motivational, which I think is important because Becoming a business owner, becoming an investor are not easy, and it does. it is nice to have a little bit of motivation that all your hard work and effort does pay off, it is worth it, and that you can do it. With that being said, I want to take a quick second to thank our show sponsor, Doradus Academy. Here we have an awesome course about how to get started investing in real estate, and we walk you through 
picking your investment strategy, identifying your target market, setting up your business structure, lining up your financing, important tax considerations, and how to offset risk with insurance. So this is all the things that you need to know in order to get your investing business started the right way. So make sure you check that out at DoratusAcademy.com if you're interested. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. We are a new and growing podcast, so every rating, review, and share helps immensely. Also, make sure that you're following us on social media where you'll see a lot more behind-the-scenes content on a daily basis. See you every Tuesday and Thursday.